Hello, everyone. Welcome to the K Koji podcast. This is K, and with me is Koji. And we've got a really interesting thing to talk about.、Uh, just to start things off, I've always like wondered、uh, a little bit about like what crime is like,、uh, or at least the differences in the crime rate between Asia and North America. I feel like in North America, there's A lot of sensationalism and a lot of news about crime that happens all the time, but for some reason, I don't hear as much about criminal activity in Asia. But do you kind of get the same? Yeah, vibes. I yeah,、do? yeah. I I think, well, at least in Japan,、uh, the I think in general there are less crimes,、um, and. A lot of things happen under the, you know, under the cover, like un- unnoticed. And you know, if you're living your life, especially in Japan, if you're living your life,、uh, you know, as a law-abiding citizen, the chance of you、uh, being a victim of any crime is it's not too high. You know, if you don't live in that world, and if you're just minding your own business, the chance of you You know, getting hit with a crime is relatively, you know, low. But then there are criminals, and the, I think a lot of the crimes are not like you know, mugging, you know, people mugging each other, or like you know, just like random act of like theft, you know, petty, petty, th- pe- you know, petty theft, etc. That doesn't happen as often. What about in other Asian countries? I think like. It's relatively similar、mm. because in China and Korea, it's prohibited. It's prohibited,、mm-hmm. right? And the same thing is like in Japan,、yeah. possession of firearms is is prohibited.、Yeah. Um, and if you do have a firearm, it's usually like a a hunting firearm.、Mm-hmm. It's、mm-hmm. like for hunting, and you have to get like a really special license, and it's really hard like, to get. Like rifles、um, and shotguns, right? Yeah, yeah,、okay. yeah. It's and it's usually like if you're like a farmer or、mm-hmm. something, then you can have it. But in in China, I think that's broadly like fully,、uh, unless you're in the military, you can't own a firearm I see. at all. I see.、Uh, in Japan, it's also very difficult. Like you need to,、um, I think, go through like a certain testing, and you need to have like a gun storage at home. You can't live in an apartment and own a firearm. You need to have like a house to have a firearm. So that that limits you automatically from having a firearm, you know, having fire firearms in Tokyo, right? And yes,、yeah. so so I get the feeling that a lot of, like the crime that that happens in Asia tends to be more physical rather than like yeah, um, like uh, shootouts、mm-hmm. like you would have in <laughs>、uh, over in North America,、yeah. where you know possession of like small arms is、yeah. like. A lot easier to get, but the the rules are very similar, right?、Mm-hmm. It's just like you have access to a lot more types of firearms than just a pistol、yeah. or a whatever. You, like you can you can hunt with, right? Yeah. Yeah. What about yeah?、Um, you know, what about petty crimes? You know, like because、uh, I feel like when I was in Canada, I I felt like you know, although it was it was very safe. I feel like that happened a lot. Yeah, like if you leave your stuff unattended,、yeah. or if like 
You don't lock up your bike. Yeah, I got my bike stolen in in Vancouver. (laughs) I was devastated. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Yeah, like then, you know, don't expect it to be there when you get back, right? That kind of thing. Um, I feel though in in Asia, people are a lot more relaxed with where they leave their stuff. Like you can just like leave your bag somewhere. And like by the time you get back, you you don't expect it to disappear. It it would probably still be there, um, or even if you like lose your wallet or something. The, well, yeah, there's a, there's a chance that you get it back. Uh, I mean, I see people leave their laptop and everything, uh, your your entire stuff, uh, in a cafe to go to go use a go use a bathroom, on the train to go use a bathroom. Uh, you know, like on Shinkansen, like the bullet train to use the bathroom. And it's still there. And and I think something similar happened. But one thing I was surprised in Singapore, uh, you you go for lunch with your colleagues, right? Your business lunch. And you take a you grab a seat at a restaurant and and it was like a rest it was like a food court almost, right? So you you take it you you get a seat first and then you go up to the counter to order. And to save your spot, you p- leave your business card on the on the table, like where you're supposed to sit. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, but I I would like personally, I felt uncomfortable doing that because like I don't know. It's your personal it's information. It's my personal right? information, my name, my uh, phone number, email address. Like, what if someone just wants to like get my number and like start calling me like in the middle of the night? <laughs> <laughs> like some kind of like like those scam callers. Scam call- or whatever, yeah, yeah, that- scam callers, identity. You know, thieves, stuff like that. But maybe, maybe it's uh, Singapore is more regulated in this sense. So you know, I I feel a lot safer on day to day in Asia. Like I don't have to worry so much about the little things, like like little little like little thieves, uh, people pickpocketing me or anything. Or like little like act of violence randomly happening uh, on the street. I, I don't have to worry, right? You know, people don't fight as much. I mean, of course, there are people that fight, but uh, it doesn't happen. Why, why do you think it's lower in Asia besides like gun, gun control and ownership? I mean, it's hard to say. Like, what the, I think it's just the culture is different, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest one, mm-hmm. which is everyone doesn't want to cause everyone else any problems or like inconvenience Mm. right Mm. people don't want to be inconvenienced and they don't want to inconvenience others um and so maybe that's because that mindset exists you don't see as much like Mm -hmm. or like crime Mm -hmm. that happens i mean that being said though even though a lot like the physical petty crime doesn't exist as much um and there's not as much theft I do find that there's a lot more scammers. Yeah, yeah. No, I was about to say, yeah, it's uh, it's more brain play, right? I think here, like they they trick yeah, they're you. always trying to like trick you yeah. into like doing stuff, mm-hmm. right? Or or like they trick, try to get money out of you, mm-hmm. or they try to like recruit you into like some like sketchy like uh religious cult or something oh, yeah yeah like yeah like i seem to run into that all the time so, whether or not yeah. it doesn't matter whether it's like china korea or japan yeah. it seems to exist like in every asian yeah and south asian yeah. country that i've been to so mm-hmm. far so i was i was hitchhiking in japan and it was a bit scary because uh with my friend i was hitchhiking two of us and a guy came up to us 
And I said, he said, oh, I'll, I will give you a ride to your destination if you come to, the, you come to our, our temple and listen to us preach for two hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and the temple is like in the middle of nowhere. I was a bit scared, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like <laughs> it's yeah, they're probably gonna take you there and shave you bald yeah, and, and like, I won't be able to <laughs> leave, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll brainwash you and then they'll take all your life savings or something yeah. like that. Some crazy stuff like that. Yeah, so like I wasn't yeah. there like from like I, I I know there's like a crazy cult that used to exist. I don't know if it's still around that was in Japan. Yeah. It was like a massive like sex cult or something where they were like uh, brainwashing people. It was? Uh, I forgot what it was is called. Is it Omu? Yeah, I think yeah. so. It wasn't, I, I don't think, think so. it was a sex cult, but, but you know, like the, like the main priest, like the prophet, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was getting a lot of sex from the, from the followers, well, right? Well, that's like the reason why cults exist, yeah. right? It's so like and do crazy. But stuff what like was that. crazy was that they turned into like they turned into a terrorist organization, right? Yeah. So, uh, I heard those incredibly violent. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was in nineteen nineties. Uh, they they basically uh started like producing uh. This this poison. Sorry, I, I need to look it up. The name, uh, like they they started like purchasing like chemical f- factories and and they 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 started producing sarin. You know sarin. Yeah, sarin. It's, yeah. it's like a uh, it's like a chemical it's a weapon. Poison. Yeah, it's like a chemical weapon. Yeah. It's like a it's basically sarin gas. gas. Yeah. So they produce sarin gas, and I think their their goal was to just like kill everyone. So one day in the morning, nineteen, I think it was ninety six or ninety eight. They th- like their members went on the train, like a busy crowded train in the morning in Tokyo the subway, and they opened a bag of sarin on the train, and a lot of people died, or they got. You know they got, uh, uh, you know they got uh, basically like scarred for life. You know. Yeah. So it's like, I I feel like a lot of the, you know, these types of crimes that happen, is more extreme, as a result of like firearms not existing. It's like as because because it's not easy to get a gun. They look for other crazy and weird ways yeah, it's to like crazy and weird hurt people yeah yeah, yeah to hurt people and, um when it's not there yeah. but i mean that being said it, it is still a lot safer i mean a few things to talk about when it comes to like all these like religious cults and and mm-hmm. these like these different ways of forms of crimes and stuff yeah. it it always it is like what i said before it always tends to be like trickery and like scamming, like some kind of real estate scam deal mm-hmm. or like yeah. a, a rental rental scam or, where it's like yeah. they, they take, they pretend to be someone yeah. or they pretend to be like the government and then they take tax dollars or something. Yeah. Or like, like some kind of Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Yeah. Some kind of Ponzi scheme. Um, and they're always around. They're like, they're always walking around carrying flyers and saying like, Oh, listen yeah. to our yeah. whatever. Yeah. 
or, or like, like or like <laughs> charity scams, right? I mean, yeah. you know, I I I I've heard of someone who owns like multiple like NGOs, uh, just 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 to make money. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 plain dirty, right? So yeah, I I don't know. I got disappointed when I heard that. Um, Do you know this person? No, it's it's like it's like not direct contact of mine, but uh, you know, indirect, but through through friends. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Got it. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, NGOs. I don't know. It's it's a hard one to to point out because some of them do good work, and yeah. the other ones are just like shell companies. Yeah, exactly. Meant to like siphon money. Yeah. Um, because because people, you know, with the name NGO, people generally you know trust uh, whatever they do, and so uh, one kind of crazy like series of crazy uh, crimes uh, happened in Japan in the past few months, and. And and what what happened exactly was uh, on the on the Halloween day this year there was a guy who dressed up as a Joker. Um, apparently he he started stabbing people on the train uh, in the in the evening, and and he lit the train cart on fire with gasoline. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's pretty crazy, right? So why when I said series of crimes, uh, is because something similar happened on uh, in in August this year. Uh, a guy did the same thing. He the the first guy was targeting women only. It's pretty messed up. He I think he got dumped by his ex girlfriend or something, and since then he just like built this uh, strong distrust. Or, or uh, you know, uh, hate towards women, and he decided to just like go out and kill as many women as possible on the train. So he, yeah, he he managed to like hurt like ten women, and and he tried to light the train on fire, but I think he just was like not smart enough. Uh, so he he brought some vegetable oil, <laughs> like cooking oil. <laughs> Which is which is hard to like light on fire if you just like spray everywhere. You know it doesn't light that easily, so he he didn't manage to. He just he just got the whole train greasy. But he did still stab. Yeah, people, he did though. still stab yeah. a bunch of people, and and um, and it was it was like a big news. It was it was I I felt I always feel terrible when I hear that because. Well, first, it's a uh, it's a public transit. Why you gotta choose a public transit to do that? And I, I wouldn't feel safe being on the train. I mean, like it's just one incident. I was just thinking, you know, let's say each each train has ten cars. Uh, you know, each each line has like I don't know, maybe like one hundred twenty trains running every day. So it's like it's like one in twelve hundred of. Per, per line but there are like I don't know 30 lines in Tokyo so like it like the chance of you being a victim of that is is significantly low but still like the fact that it happened it's like it makes Japan less safe less of a safe place uh, and second uh, thing and and the most irritating thing from my perspective is that it was just one guy how come nobody stopped him before he went on and did all of that you know if I, one person getting stabbed, Okay, I understand it could have been like a 
you know, from behind or just like, you know, just suddenly happening. But like somebody could have stopped it from happening before, you know, he, he got to stab 10 people. Yeah, I, I think that's the, the thing about Asia is that like for some reason, something about, well, I, I won't say as much about maybe China because I feel that there's a lot more. Uh, actually, maybe not today. Maybe ten or so years ago, um, uh, those stabbings probably wouldn't uh, happen as often. But it, it, I know in Korea and Japan, people feel so safe that they don't like their 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 sense of danger is very like muted. Do you know what I mean? Like their their awareness level is like very low for danger. Like they're not conscious about what's around them, um, and they get themselves into trouble because they haven't developed that like sixth sense of like being able to identify like what's they, they can't what could smell, potentially they can't harm smell them. The environment, right? Yeah, yeah, they can't smell danger yeah. and like because they haven't run into enough of those situations yeah. to have that fully created and also they don't like react as quickly yeah um to dangerous situations right like it's not like every japanese person learns karate when they're a kid right it's the same thing in korea like not every korean kid has learns taekwondo but but there is there there is one thing that i would probably say about korea which is that um if you are yeah they have they all have military training right so if something did happen they would most definitely be uh able to like stop it right because mm. they've got some training on their belt whereas japan i think Zero military training. is not yeah yeah it's not mandatory mm. and then china military is mandatory right okay so conscription is mandatory yeah. um but, but but you know i i just i just you know i because of the you know cameras being available uh everywhere and people you know like taking videos all the time right so whenever those incidents happen uh video leak of you know like the like the scene is is uploaded on the internet right and you know i just see people just running away from the from the scene whereas he, I, I, whereas i always think it's just one guy uh why can't like just a few guys you know get together and and they don't even you know like they're not even like big big guys or anything just like regular regular dude so like if yeah he has a knife but if like you know two three people get together i mean you you can easily like take him down yeah take him yeah. down it's 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 not you know it's a different story if the person has a gun yeah it's a different so yeah gun you should you should just run but if it's it's if it's a knife then you know and and those people are you know surrounding him basically somebody can just tackle him from behind or something right but but it doesn't happen uh i feel like in many cases in in japan and people just yeah people just uh run away it's it's it makes me a little bit sad um uh, you can tell me what what it's like in like rest of asian countries uh since you've traveled around here more uh, I'd like to know what what's uh, what it's like in in China and Korea because Japanese people, especially in Tokyo, uh, tend to not 
care or tend to ignore or tend to pretend like other people don't exist. You know, like, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that they don't, they're not caring. I'm, I'm saying that they sometimes do seem to only mind their own business and that's their way of, you know, like getting by living their life, you know. When something happens, they just like pretend like it doesn't exist and just walk by. There, yeah, there was, there was a, there was a guy. Who, apparently, he was taking a like a upskirt, a photo of a girl on the train. Um, and 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 a good, you know, like a, a good citizen, uh, caught him at the train station, and he was he was holding him, but 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 the guy was trying to get away. And nobody was stopping him at one time. Yeah. So I'm like, and everyone just, it was like a busy, busy city. It was like the Akihabara station, right? So like a thousand people were just walking by. And this guy who is supposed to have taken the, taken the photo is like trying to get away from this guy. But nobody was helping him. So it was like quite shocking to me. You know, that, that type of situation, you know. So let's say, let's say, I, I feel like, let's say I, I find a guy with a knife and... And I tackle him down. Maybe nobody would help me. Yeah, that's kind of messed yeah, up. Yeah, that's kind of messed um, up. So what is what is it like in like other? I feel like maybe that's the thing with like major cities. People don't you know try not to like get into other people's lives. But I, I wonder what it's like in uh, other Asian nations. I think you're right about like how other people don't want to get involved in like major cities simply because like they there's just so many people and like they just don't want to talk to anyone after it because they're always next to people all the time. Whereas like if you are um, in a smaller, uh, you know, out in the suburbs or in a smaller city, everyone kind of knows each other really well. And so they're more willing to like go out and help and be aware of like what's going on in the community. And in a dense city, it's like there's just too much going on that you can't, you don't have enough capacity to care. Yeah, right, care for each other. Point. I mean, like you care um, for. Yeah, it's it's it feels like it it does. You don't need to care for others, right? Because there's so many. Because there's so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many people. Yeah. What I will say is that I think with, and I'll just speak to like, the things I've seen in in China and Korea, because mm-hmm. uh, I I can't really speak to like Southeast Asian mm-hmm. countries as much because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just haven't really like, been there. The, yeah. I haven't I haven't put myself in areas that are known to have those kind of situations, yeah. but definitely in a public space, you'll never run into a situation where only one person will tackle them down and no one else will help. I've always seen like people that are like rowdy or like um, rather dangerous mm-hmm. get tackled down by multiple people. Okay, in both China and okay. Korea. Okay, okay. Um, so if anyone tries to like start something stupid publicly. Yeah. Um, they will most likely get taken down pretty quickly by everyone around them. Okay. That's kind of like the mentality, I think, in China and mm. Korea today. Mm. Um, so I think that's where maybe it differs from Japan. Yeah. That being said, yeah. a lot of the like the physical crime that occurs in Korea and China yeah. are all in like hidden backway alleys and streets. Okay. Um, so there's no no one that, that just suddenly goes crazy and like starts stabbing people. Yeah, in public. Yeah, it's un- unless they're like a they're so, unless they have like a gun or like a bomb or something, okay. then that's okay. different, right? But if we're talking about just like a guy with like just a knife yeah. walking running around, yeah. like, because that because, guy gets I, think, take, because they, I think they see the consequence, right? It's, yeah, and they they get taken down pretty quick. Yeah. And the other thing is that the police force in 
Korean China are are hyper responsive. I see. Because they've got cameras everywhere, right? Ah, uh, um, yeah, yeah. And like, there's a lot of like police stations nearby. Yeah. Um, so it's their their response rate is quite quick, yeah. and um, people around there are, are are really quick to to do stuff. But there is a high number percentage of like stabbings uh, that occur in Korea and China because guns don't exist. Right? Okay. Okay. Like, but but um, like those are crimes in, with a purpose, right? I mean, like trying to. No, no. The, Some of the crimes are just like crazy crimes. Oh, okay, like, okay. Like like so, the one I mentioned in Japan. Yeah, okay. like one example is that in in China, right? Because there's such a large wealth disparity yeah. between yeah yeah like people that are incredibly rich yeah. and those that are like not so yeah. rich. There have been like incidences where, and it's not like publicly talked about yeah. as much at least in the news because they want to make it sound like you know some parts of their country is like you know no one there's no crime or nothing yeah. but it does happen yeah. um there there was one incident where uh there was a guy with a knife going around stabbing kids Whoa, like children okay. like elementary school oh, okay. children and the the accidents that were happening were around like elementary schools uh, that were like private schools, mm-hmm. like where rich, oh, okay. rich kids, okay. like elementary yeah. school kids go to. Yeah. And that person's motive was to like, no matter what, uh, I think like what that person's idea of like causing that crime and stabbing children yeah. was that no matter what this person does to rich people, yeah. it doesn't affect rich people in China. Mm-hmm. Like, like, say they scratch their car yeah. or they like yeah. burn their home or yeah. whatever. It's so instead of going oh. after like their belongings and their money, they go after something they really care about, which is like their children, okay. yeah, okay. their family. And so that's why that guy was like hair around and like so that's like really like some extreme that's, levels that's, of that's like extreme, messed yeah. up, yeah, yeah. And then in in like Korea, I find that it's more of like uh, hate crimes against women. Yeah, is what I see more okay. of in south korea okay. uh whereas in china it's just like more of like wealth disparity oh, crimes okay. that that you see okay. but in south korea it's more of like a bunch of fucked up incels okay. <laughs> that, like <laughs> like just guys that like for some reason weren't able to like you know break out of their social oh, okay. constructs okay. basically and, like, the stabbing guy uh in japan in, in august yeah you'll see a lot more similar things okay. to japan and, and korean yeah. crimes yeah. um where it's like like people that don't like socialize yeah. and then they like develop this weird hate against yeah. like women and usually they'd go after them in like quiet alleys and like yeah or like try to break and enter into their homes when no one else is around okay when the woman is walking by herself that's usually where you'll see is, is it is it like, those a, types is it of like crimes for happen. rape or it's like crazy crime like they they don't like i mean rape is also a crazy crime but like i i find that it tends to be a little more rapey okay. in in south korea okay. um and in China, it's more of like let me kill your family kind of thing. Okay. Um, so I, and I and for Japan, it's it just sounds like it's just I'm just gonna go crazy publicly, yeah, and, and try yeah. to like stab as many people yeah. as you can. Yeah, happens. But I think the thing that um, we can we can tell very easily, yep. like how this affects how like their awareness of like. Like Asian people's awareness of like danger yeah, is not as significant yeah. because when they travel overseas, they get they get uh, they, you know they get they get pickpocketed a lot. Especially, I think yeah. If I were if I were a pickpocketer, if I were a thief, I will definitely target Japanese people. 
I mean, I I think there was I can already think of like five incidences where someone from Japan, yes. like a foreign student or a traveler, came to Canada, yeah. and then they they were like killed, or like they were raped or something like wow. that. Like there was one like literally like five yeah. years ago yeah. that I know of, and the funny oh, thing the is lady, the, right? that the yeah Japanese the lady, lady. she, she yeah. went missing. Yeah, she went missing for a bit, and, and yeah. then they found her body like couple years later yeah yeah um and they found the culprit but it's like like don't go walk around with like a random stranger you don't know right it's like why would you why would you do that um so yeah sense of danger is not the sense of danger is not very good Mm. (laughs) um and i i don't know how we can like make that better uh yeah that's true i mean it's nice in a way there you know our sense of danger is not good because it's easier to like talk to a stranger yeah that is true but it's like it's a little too far though because like in china and korea they have automatic locks on their door like the doors lock themselves once you close the door whereas in korea in japan everyone just leaves their door unlocked yeah many people like that's some crazy shit that's crazy (laughs) 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 like like at least have an automatic locking door at least right that way like even apartments the entrance is locked automatically so yeah but you know but it's like some people just leave like their shit unlocked and like you can just go in. Yeah, but you know, actually, I forget to, I forget to, like, honestly, I forget to lock my door uh, of my apartment room uh, sometimes and just go to work and come back and it's okay. It's still there. But, but you know, like, to enter the apartment, there are, there, 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 you know, you have to go through uh, security. So it's okay. Yeah. But like, what if the culprit was like in your apartment building? And like just going around, like trying to open people's doors to get in yeah. and do like weird stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I, I do usually lock, but it's just like you know when that happens. But usually, you know, I have I have nothing to offer to the culprit, right? I mean, like, you don't know, right? Who knows what they want to do in there? They maybe they put some like hidden cameras or something inside your room or something. Oh, now you're scaring me. Dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. Like if it's it's not unheard of too, right? Because yeah. there's like a lot of like, um, uh, I hear a lot of across all of Asia actually, yeah. a lot of like incidences where like there's hidden cameras yeah. found in like hotel rooms yeah. or like in the toilets yeah, and stuff toilets, like that. Yeah, I mean like like I think I I used to like sometimes like stumble upon them on the internet, like. What do you mean, like stumble upon them? Like, like you would intentionally search no, for these, like I wasn't ca- cameras? For it. I wasn't searching. Hey, hey, I was not searching for it, but I just. Uh, but that that seems to be a very common crime across. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there was a guy who was who was uh, you know, you know, caught. I I mean, I saw a guy who was caught red-handed, uh, taking a upskirt photos of a girl or video of a girl, right? So, I feel like there's a whole industry. Uh, or a pe- whole bunch of people doing that in Japan, like unauthorized like recording of like people, is was like a big thing in like the K-pop scene. Okay, like where they would get blackmailed, like certain like female oh, like really? K-pop stars. Yeah, wow. they would get like blackmailed or and like stuff, or like some of like the K-pop 
males would like have like these you know these groups yeah. and like share videos and stuff like oh, that about like some of the stuff they did I see. so it was like a lot it's of like, like stalking really almost yeah, yeah. And, well there's like stalking like that and then there's also like other like really messed up stuff mm. where the the culprits are the stars themselves doing like messed up stuff oh, wow. and sharing videos okay. with other with their fellow k-pop stars or whatever okay. um you know what about paparazzis because I didn't know this until recently, but I, I, I heard that when they get a chance, they take like, uh, you know, like upskirts photos of like celebrities. Do they? Yeah. Oh, well, then they're weird. <laughs> they're, like, I, they're, I, I didn't are... know. I didn't know. Uh, it's weird, but like, it's really weird. I think I read somewhere that like when Emma Watson, when she turned 18, paparazzi took uh her upskirt photo oh god that's her that's just her weird. getting off the car or something yeah i just i just thought it's like really messed up um and i i don't know why they do that because they can't really publish it on is it is, is is that criminal to do that it's not criminal to take an upskirt photo of someone it is stalking stalking happens uh in japan a lot yeah does it happen in in like say Canada? Stalking? I mean, I have seen I've I've seen some like stalking, um, like news about like stalkers and stuff like that. So yes, definitely there is like some stalking going on, and whether or not it's in Canada or the U.S., <laughs> I think pretty much every country kind of has like weird stalkers going around obsessing over other folks. Um, but it's more of like, was the actions that they do as a result of their stalking is usually the yeah the scariest so w- part. What kind right? of stuff do they do uh, in in Canada when they stalk? I don't know. Most of it sounds like sexual assault. Okay, that's usually the case. Okay. Um, I mean, why are you gonna stalk the person to find out they're like? their thanksgiving recipe or something it's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean or oh, their secret secret uh, <laughs> chocolate fudge brownie recipe <laughs> yeah like like that's like a weird reason to stock <laughs> so i but, i think i mean who I, think, knows? I think you know um stalkers could be putting a camera in your homes they could be taking a taking a you know random photo of you and i think what what I hear happens in Japan is that, you know, uh, people dry their laundry outside, right? And especially if you're like a woman living alone, they, you know, you go dry your laundry outside in the morning and you, uh, when you come home from work, you, you just uh, bring it inside and they would like steal your underwear. They go Spider-Man on your balcony and, and steal your underwear. They do they like literally like climb all the way up there just to like I'm not take sure. it. Then... Yeah, I'm not sure, but well, maybe those those people live on the first floor, or like yeah. But yeah, people do steal the underwear. Uh, they I heard they also like well somehow stalker, you know needs uh. Yeah, I mean stalker stalker is someone who has usually who who had an encounter with. With the with the subject, right? At some point, yeah, you know, like someone, someone she knew from work, someone she went on a date with once, or something, 
so usually it has the phone number of the of the victim and i mean he could be just like calling the 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 victim and like leaving voice messages or or basically just like calling the person wait for the person to pick up and don't say anything just to hear the voice <laughs> that's so creepy yeah it's really creepy in the middle of the night or something you know or sending yeah, like that's... scary messages yeah that's that's pretty messed up yeah. it all seems yeah i mean it, it sounds it feels like a lot of the um the crimes doesn't tend to be as physical um but it all tends to be like like mentally messing with people yeah mentally messing right? psychological yeah right yeah. yeah um whereas like over in the west it's all physical <laughs> it yeah. feels like it's mostly physical violence yeah physical violence um, and i think it's I mean, of course, there are exceptions of like terrorism and like mass shootings, but usually, usually the connection is fairly easy to make what they get out of the, you know, what they get out of the crime versus what they do. But I feel like here in, in, in Asia or in Japan, uh, sometimes it's hard to make that connection. To figure out like what their motive is, yeah, what their motive for, is. Like, doing stuff. And, and, and the crimes that are easy to figure out what their motives are. Uh, motive is you know such as you know like a robbery uh you know uh and 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 like random act of like violence to gain something is it's like significantly lower but like those random crimes i think uh do exist in japan yeah have you like i know you've encountered mostly like theft yeah but whenever you when you were in um the u.s or in canada did you encounter any other like forms of violence or like crime well i think it's just basically i think it's it's basically just uh like people getting into fights in the club or just just like people taking other people's stuff right i, I think that's that's about it huh. oh you know one time i was in i was in canada i was very naive right so there was a guy who scammed me 20 dollars so I was I was walking down the street and he says, "Hey, uh, I I I I'm out of I I my phone is dead, and my car is out of gas. I need twenty dollars. Can you lend me twenty dollars? I give you my phone number." And and I was like, I was rushing to go to class, so I was like, "Uh, no," and he's like, "Please, please, 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 please." So I ask him, uh, okay, I'll, I will uh, take your belt because he, 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 he didn't seem to be wearing anything valuable. So I took his belt and I gave him $20. <laughs> so you paid $20 for a belt. That's, it was like a that? shitty belt too. And... <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't sound like you got like scared. It, it sounds like like an actual transaction. No, 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 no. It was, it was, it was a collateral, right? The belt was supposed to be a collateral. Oh, uh, yeah. But you still got a belt out of that but transaction, that so it's not really. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't really get scammed. It's more of like if you, I, if I, you if got... I hadn't asked for a collateral, I would have gotten. Scammed. Yeah. You know what I mean, like I wasn't completely scammed, but his intention was to scam me because <laughs> I called him afterwards. He never picked up. Or the number I yeah. think was was bullshit, yeah, yeah, but you still got a belt on it. 
<laughs> so I wouldn't necessarily call that a scam if you had some like if if collateral was part of the the transaction, transaction which means he was okay with losing the the belt. Okay. Over, <laughs> over I mean, the be- belt must have cost like nothing. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a that's just a bad business deal. <laughs> <laughs> but but like I, I I just you know like I sensed that there is a possible scam so I uh, you know I just wanted collateral but I just you know didn't have uh, you know you just didn't have anything that looked valuable yeah 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 I mean if it comes to like scams that you run into there is a lot of scamming going on um, as well oh actually sorry I, I just remembered uh I almost got scammed. I didn't get scammed, but I almost did. Uh, what happened was when I was looking for an apartment in, in Vancouver, I found uh, an ad on Craigslist, right? And it was like really cheap. It was like, I think 60% of the market value for that apartment because the same, a different unit from the same apartment, it was renting for like, for like $1,100. And that particular unit, which was furnished was like six fifty, so it's like sixty percent of the market value, uh, and I was like, "Wow, that's a good deal." So I I went on and emailed the the landlord, whoever that posted the ads, and well, first that that person was not present in Vancouver or Canada at the time; he was like overseas. Second, he wanted like some like deposit money wired to him to an overseas account. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely a That's scam. definitely. But he actually, like, we had a conversation over the phone. But he, he sounded like he was in a club somewhere. <laughs> and and I was just completely confused. And I'm like, okay, probably a scam. So I did, didn't uh, go forth with it. I feel like scams in Vancouver or like, or, like, in Canada are not as sneaky. Well, the the biggest scams are on the business side of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you get screwed over. You can get screwed over very easily. Okay. Um, and if there's anything from my experience um, working and, like, investing in some businesses, yeah. uh, I would probably tell anyone that is running, that is, like, trying to go into any industry is to stay away from the music industry <laughs> because artists are the most unreliable um, people to work with. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Like if you're contracting the artist, that's different, yep. but um, like investing in like a, an artist and stuff like that, yep. they, they're not, they're not a, they're not exactly great to work with. Okay. Um, they're very flippant. Um, okay. Do you do you sign a contract to work with an artist? So it, it depends. Uh, you can either do sign them as a as someone that goes under like a label or the business, yep. or they can be like the they could be starting their own label yep. and they just need like investment money or whatever okay. to to get going. Okay. Um, but I'd probably say like just just commission them for work okay. and and like do do contracts because like going into business with an artist is like not doesn't work well <laughs> like see. there's like a big disconnect but, but, but um, it's like it's into, not like they're trying to scam you right 
Uh, some are. Some are. I see. <laughs> yeah, some are. Um, like they will, they will try to pretend that uh, some of their art is theirs when in reality they had a, a ghostwriter for them, I see. or someone like pretended to do it, right? So, like, due diligence with artists is like almost impossible because there's no real numbers or metrics yeah. you can lean on. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of these artists that it's all touch are, and like, feel, in, right? Yeah. Yeah, all these like so-called quote-unquote artists yeah. in America yeah. and, and in Canada are like kind of like they're like your win rate with with artists and them most likely being scammers is like ninety nine percent scammers and Whoa. like one percent actual artists okay. that you can actually work with. Um, <laughs> so that's like one industry that's like like full of scammers in in the West. Wow. Um, yeah, in Japan. Japan, I'm not sure. I've never worked with artists, but it, it goes both ways in Japan. I think you know, artists want to get big, and those those like producers or those those companies that 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 say they would produce uh, the artists could be scamming the artists for their money. Yeah, it's kind of the other way around. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I think wherever you are, there's always going to be like dispute over. Over who owns the rights to the songs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because it happens. Uh, I think where it's yeah. where it's a bit, a little bit different is because like self publishing is so much easier in the West now than it is in Asia. Okay, like you can go to any platform, right? Like yeah. it's Spotify yeah. or whatever. Yeah, um, and it's so much easier to start your own thing yeah. and not take accountability for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in Asia. The rules are you still need to go uh, different, channel, right? Yeah, proper channel. Yeah, you're like in in Asia, it's like you're guilty until proven innocent, not innocent until yeah. you're proven guilty, yeah. right? Which is the opposite way. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> if you do something sketchy, you go straight to like to like the, the, the yeah. jail yeah. Yeah. to sell until like you can you can claim that you're you're not like guilty, right? Yeah. Um, Whereas here, it's like, oh, they just dodge nonstop until eventually they find enough evidence and then they put you into a cell. But after that, it's like you lose a lot of like time and money that was spent to like chase after these types of people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic. I'm not sure like which system is right. Uh-huh. Um, like in some cases, guilty until proven innocent is more efficient. But it's easy for corruption. Yeah, for sure, and right. and, and and I and think, I think I I think a lot of crimes, you know, like uh, there there are many cases where a lot of the you know criminals that get caught uh, turn out to be innocent years later. Mm-hmm. They find the real yeah you know so there's there's a risk of not finding the real criminal in in uh, some cases, yeah. Yeah, but there's the same problem still happens like if you're innocent until proven guilty. Like a perfect example is that in in America, right? Like so many like uh young black Americans would get like arrested under false charges and they still go through the process of so-called like innocent until proven guilty and they still go into jail how is even that though possible? they were innocent. Uh, it's because like the Either the police have like planted like oh, planted evidence. evidence, okay, right, or like they're they just got a really bad judge that like is you know kind of 
like racist okay. or like they have like or something like happens there where they just need to find someone to take the fall of this like crime because they weren't able to find the real criminal kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Um, or it's like public opinion and, and all this like weird stuff. So it's like whether it's like innocent until proven guilty or guilty until proven innocent, it seems like both don't yeah, really work yeah, in some situations. In a, in, a, in a guilty until proven innocent situation, the police, they would try to like interrogate you and get you to confess, right? Really confess, hard. Yeah. And if you're gone through like crazy amount of interrogation, even if you didn't do it, it's like you might eventually, you might eventually like say, say oh i might have done it because like you just want to get out of it like at that time it's just so like you know harsh the interrogation so um so i i don't know if it's a like a good good and efficient way to like catch criminals then because you know those are the two systems we have proven until i mean guilty until proven innocent or guilty until proven um uh, Innocent yeah. until proven yeah, guilty. Yeah, innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. I mean, I I would still prefer innocent until proven guilty, mm-hmm. but like you have to have better standardization around how you go through that process, mm. right? It's like, um, are you like it, the the way that you go about doing innocent until proven guilty, um. Like evidence is like really hard to come by, especially when lawyers are involved. Yep. And so like the lawyers will typically not want to like disclose or or give up any like like lawyers are supposed to provide evidence, right? Yeah. And a lot of times lawyers will when they hear some type of evidence, they'll ignore it and say like don't use this in court or something, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So like the intention of like trying to make sure that you've got the right person. Yep is usually well, <laughs> like the standard isn't there, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the, the the lawyers are always trying to win, mm-hmm. not try to find who is actually responsible yep. for causing the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that needs to be changed. Um, otherwise, the innocent until proven guilty, I think is the best process. Mm-hmm. It's just we have to fix the lawyer, the legal system, okay. like the lawyers okay. and the prosecutors okay. and some of the judges. Any any crimes that you encountered in uh in in Canada or North America that I encountered? Yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of like assault. Yeah. Like fighting and yeah. stuff like that. It happens all the um, time, yeah. If you especially if you yeah. go out at night. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I saw a lot of fighting. Mm. Um but I've never really encountered any like um well, I mean, maybe some hate crime, right? Mm. People like calling you, like telling you to go back to your country, your country or yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. It's like how how is that uh, hate crime? Uh, you know, I, I heard that the the cases of uh, hate crime went up significantly towards towards uh, you know Asians during the COVID pandemic. So I didn't really experience any of that because during the whole pandemic, I'm working from home mm-hmm. remotely anyway. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> you're, you're my encounter anyway. with people yeah. is like, so like, I, I can't really speak to like my personal experience, but definitely it sounds like a lot of people are encountering that yeah. on the street. Yeah. Um, I mean, even before I was like, before like the pandemic, yeah. right? I've always encountered like some sort of like hate crime, which is like, like, like I remember there was like a a taxi driver yep. um 
that was parked in a place that they shouldn't be parking yeah. because it's a load like an unloading zone yeah. um for like handicapped people okay. right and so i like my family is trying to like get my grandmother out of the wheelchair right into like a, a old person's home right yeah. um and this this taxi like vehicle like would not move it was taking literally the whole space so like there's no easy way for us to roll um the wheelchair the wheelchair yeah. up properly because yeah. it's all like otherwise we'll have to lift yeah. the whole like yeah. wheelchair with the person yeah. on it right um and so we're told like like hey you, you gotta move this right mm -hmm. and it's like you don't have any passengers in here who are you waiting for um and this guy was um I don't know if he was Indo-Canadian or if he was just like someone that like just recently okay. immigrated okay. to Canada. Okay. But um yeah, he, he was like, "No, I can I can park here." It's like, "No, you can't. Look, there's a time limit like indicated yeah. here. Like you're not supposed to be here. We need to get them out." Yeah. And <laughs> so so we had to like call someone to get him to move his vehicle out of the way so we could unload. Okay. Um and what he said was, what he said to us was like, it's like, you don't know any English whatsoever. Go back to your own country. And I was like... Wait, but he's Asian to what? himself, right? Yeah, that's exactly the thing, okay. right? And like, like he, he had a much heavier accent yeah, I mean, <laughs> in I, his I English presume, yeah. as yeah. well. Um, so the thing that the, was really curious was that yeah. he should probably know better. Right yeah. than to say stuff like that. Yeah, um, I mean he. And I don't say anything other than like you know you That's you probably surprising. shouldn't say stuff like yeah. that, right? Like you should. I told him like you know you you shouldn't say stuff like that. Like you should really know better than to to say stuff it's like oh yeah you should just go back to your own country. I'm like, uh, I'm born here. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm born in Canada. Yeah. What do you mean go back to my own country? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like your so your grandma was, is there. Your your parents are probably there at the time. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, so there's a high chance that you're born there. And being yeah, there so it was just it was just like the the disconnect and the, the amount of ignorance, yeah. I guess, yeah. that was sitting there. It's not like just like Caucasian people that wow. don't like Asians, right? It's just like for some reason. As much as we like Canada claims to be a multicultural yes. society yes. and that's a melting pot, yeah. I think people just immigrate to Canada, but they don't un they don't like remove their identity. Their their identity from where they were okay. from. Like like they don't actually try to like integrate into Canadian society and Canadian I, values. I think U.S. is more of a melting pot than Canada in that sense. I do yeah. feel so, yeah, yeah, in some sense. But like as a result of that, they clash a lot harder if you don't integrate fast enough, yeah. right? Yeah, It's different. So it's like people come to Canada, they don't fully integrate um, and they hold a lot of like the strong, like weird values that they had mm -hmm. in their home country. Mm -hmm. Like, like, people from China will come here mm -hmm. and they would think that, you know, Filipino people are not like nice. Cause typically like in China, Filipino are considered like, um, that's like maids okay, or whatever that, or whatever. A, a yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. When, and that's the stereotype, yeah. but that's nothing like that. Like the Filipino community here is like such a wonderful, vibrant and like yeah. 
like great community to talk to mm-hmm. and they have such awesome culture yeah. um but i find like the like the people that come straight from china mm-hmm. um without like getting a chance to learn about yeah. that still hold those values yeah. and then folks from india that come here they like still for some reason hate pakistanis even though like they're nowhere near pakistan yeah. <laughs> like, in okay. canada okay. right well, that's right sad. like yeah like they like people still seem to like hate other races okay. for some reason. Okay. Um, they're, I and I think that's just the first generation that comes in. Okay. And I think the person that I have the people that I've been encountering have been mostly like first generation okay. um, so foreign. They they, they, people. they kind of carry over whatever they, yeah. they grew up. But then with, the, right? the yeah. yeah, but their second generation that that's there like is more integrated, okay. right? So you have to wait an additional generation mm. for that. Mm. That doesn't mean that the Caucasian people I've met encountered in Canada are not also racist. Okay. So typically you would run into people that are heavily ignorant um, is if they come maybe a lot further away from the city. Mm. Um, most of the ones that are in the city um, or born in the city of Can- of major cities of Canada tend to know better, right? They, yeah, they, I mean they grew they, up in, they, in a they more, grew up already in, like multicultural more, like environment, right? Right. Mm. So if they have like moved from like let's say much further inland yeah. from like a some area of like Saskatchewan that's like not in the in the city center yeah. of Saskatchewan yeah. or the city but center like, of Alberta, yeah. but like much further yeah, no, away. I, yeah. And then they move to a city, yeah. then those and you can tell yeah. that they are like that mm-hmm. because of like the way they like they talk and the way they walk and stuff like yeah. that is um is like, you know, they're they have, they're not used to like a heavily multicultural yeah. um city. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. So and but I haven't encountered um, the whole like like racism stuff as much in the U.S. You have not, and maybe it's just yeah, okay. and maybe it's just because like the cities that I have gone to have mostly been like big multicultural, okay, yeah, okay. big cities. And I haven't gone to like the deep south mm. or anything, mm. um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's just as many problems in the U.S. as there is there is in mm. Canada. But I just have more time in Canada to like experience, experience and, stuff. And, and I, I actually yeah. like get to see different people from different parts of Canada, right? So what? Yeah. So you're saying what you're saying to me? It sounded like it was always there. Yeah, I mean, I don't think racism ever disappears. Like okay. ignorance doesn't disappear in any country. I think it it's always there somewhere in some. No, it form. was always there, like just, even even before yeah. COVID, right? Oh yeah, it was always there before COVID. It's just changed and it's just changed its form in different ways. And it's hopped to like different types of groups of people. Yeah. yeah. But w- there, there were some like violent like uh, incidences, right? In, in, in Canada as well. Oh, there's like, like gangs in Canada as well. No. <laughs> it's not just the Crips and the Bloods in, in the U.S. No, no, no. There's I mean, also I like mean, gangs in, I, I in mean, Canada like, like as well. I mean like racial like violence, like hate crimes. Like... Well, most of like the the hate crimes is like small hate crimes. It's like throwing hot coffee at like someone that's like a, a white person throwing hot coffee at like uh, a minority or something. Or... Or like just saying like crazy like 
racist stuff to their face. Okay. So um, no, like, no, like nothing, like no, like lynching or anything. Because I just remember there was like a, like a, like a grandma in, in California. In Burnaby? Oh, Burnaby. There was one in Burnaby as well. Yeah. yeah. There was some crazy lady that like kicked the grandma down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or knocked her over yeah. in, in Canada. It was like, I mean, there was some of that too that okay. happened during COVID. Yeah. During yeah, exactly. COVID. But but before COVID, I don't that didn't happen as much, mm. and I don't see as much of that now. I think things tensions are starting to ease up a little bit more okay. around like hate crimes. But um, who knows, right? Mm. But in a homogeneous society yeah. like Japan, yeah. <laughs> the, hate hate crime doesn't happen between the Japanese. The Japanese. It just happens to foreigners. It just happens to foreigners. <laughs> You know, actually, um, yeah, it's. I, I I'm pretty sure when you when you came to Japan, you didn't encounter so much, right? Because people don't notice, you know, that you're a foreigner. Well, they don't know much. I'm a foreigner until I start ta- yeah, until, until I start, start talking. talking. Yeah, they won't <laughs> and you can kind of get by with like you know just like basic like conversation stuff, you know, just ordering food or. You know, just saying yes or no. You can you can get by. So, have you have you have you have you have you felt anything being in Japan? Uh, you know, as a foreigner, like some kind of a form of uh, racism or like discrimination. I mean, most of it was like nightlife, like in like bars and stuff like okay. that. Yeah, like one. I remember like <clears throat> one bouncer wouldn't let me back into one of like the clubs or something oh, okay. <laughs> when i was younger wow. yeah because i was like a foreigner or something oh, okay. even though i had like the sticker or whatever or like yeah the, like the, the wristband strap. or yeah or the, or the, yeah they wouldn't let me back in i was just like why <laughs> i see wow. <laughs> yeah um but other than that uh other than like um you know in the bars and the like, nightlife areas yeah. it's like no, I don't see as much of that. Yeah. In you, you in know, Japan. I what I find interesting, or you know, something I I am starting to realize about Japan is that the company, uh, the country is pretty divided. Uh, in terms of, you know, a, as you said, people from like major cities like Tokyo, Osaka, um, they are more used to seeing foreigners. They're they've traveled outside of japan so they know what's uh what's out there what it, you know um what it's like etc but i feel like those people that you know have lived in countryside their entire life they 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 don't know what's outside and and i think they could they could tend to be a racist and i think japanese people are more racist online well it's because anonymous right yeah they're they don't really know who who is saying what so they can just they just feel that they can just say whatever yeah because there's no implication yeah right and they don't have to see the person's face they just want to like vent their anger yeah yeah like especially like towards like well like chinese and koreans or or like uh even you know to to like uh to like americans or like other nations people from other nations they just you know, some some think that, you know, uh, we you know people that are on like very very like, uh, 
with with a very right wing political views. Uh, they you know they they think we should, you know, basically close the close the border, etc. Right, to to all foreigners, and it's it's interesting because Japanese people they they don't express it publicly, but like online it's it's pretty nasty stuff. Like people talk about. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the same thing in like all the other countries. Like whether that's Korea, like Korea will like say stuff about China and Japan online, right? Yeah. But they would never say it to their face, right? Or in public. Um, and the same well, thing with, yeah. And then even in China, it's like if you go into any of their like forums and stuff like that, yeah. it's all it's all there, yeah. right? And then you go to like American, like or even can, like any like you just go to Reddit, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you just go straight to Reddit, yeah. there's like a bunch of like racists everywhere about all all kinds of crazy stuff. I right? guess. I guess it, it doesn't. Yeah. And and you know I, I I thought I thought like the fact that Japanese like society is like homogenous right like everybody's the same pretty much it doesn't really help uh, and I think a lot of Japanese people I think tend to forget that you know we live in a global society and you know we 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 rely on like the resources and the capabilities of other other nations or you know people from different places to 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 live our lives right yeah i mean like i'm just seeing like i'm not sure maybe i'm making like a stretched connection here but the the japanese border is still basically closed to foreigners like if you want to be like a japanese national yeah, like if, if you want if you to want be become a japanese like a citizen national, yeah it's yeah. uh like you can't really be a citizen in Japan technically. And 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 also like even like during the pandemic right like a lot of the pandemic measures have not been lifted. You still need to quarantine for 2 weeks after you, you know after entering the country. But you get you have to get a test right before your flight, right after you arrive, right after you arrive, but you still need to quarantine for 14 days. That's a bit excessive from my perspective. Yeah. You know stuff like that. You know, I, I feel like I feel like Japanese like I feel like Japanese society. Whenever they get a chance, they they tend to like they're okay with closing the border. You know, they they try to add as many rules as they can. Yeah, yeah. To to like <laughs> to like shut shut like uh, the outsiders out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't really get a Chinese citizenship either when you try to go to China. If you want to be a Chinese citizen yeah. and you're from Japan or any other country. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can't you can't become a a citizen unless you are invited to be one like um, getting married it's impossible yeah okay well even if you got even if you get married you're not classified as a chinese oh, citizen oh i see i think yeah. if you get married um, i'm not sure you can get a you can get a japanese passport you can get married and live here for like certain years uh you can you can apply for japanese citizenship i think but you get a permanent residency for sure but then you won't, yeah, you won't, but you won't the, get to vote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't get to vote. I forgot what it was called in Japan. It's called like Z- Zai something. Oh, like, Zainichi. What? Well, well, Zai, Zainichi, yeah, Nihonji. Yeah, Zainichi, right? Nihonji. Yeah. Yeah, Zainichi, Gaikoku. Yeah. Zainichi, Gaikoku. Gaikoku. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> it's like, what? Just just call me Japanese. Why are you giving me this extra label in front of, on top yeah, oh, of this? No, because, because your citizenship <laughs> is with another, another, another country, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's like, when you come to Canada, you get your Canadian citizenship. Yeah. It just says Canadian. It doesn't have this Zainichi Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like, why Why is that necessary? Mm-hmm. Why is that part necessary? Right? 
Um, it's just an additional label to reclassify folks. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like, I think it's it's really like important that you're Japanese Japanese or a foreigner Japanese. Yeah, it's like, you know? why does that matter? Yeah. <laughs> like, why is that so critically important? I mean, you don't do, they don't do that with your Canadian, uh, Korean citizenship when you move over. Okay, so Korea is easier residency. to move over to like... Well, they don't reclassify you. They just call you Korean, okay. right? If you okay. get your permanent residency But like, residency say, say there. you are, you know, you, let's say, let's say I become a Korean somehow, someday, one day. I, I become a Korean uh, one day and, you know, I, I go down the street in Korea, go to a bar and they ask me, where do you come from? And I say, oh, no, 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 I'm a Korean. How would they react? Yeah. I don't think they would care okay okay <laughs> so they, they would be like shocked to find out that i'm a korean like the if you're like a totally different skin tone they might get a little bit shocked right okay. so but, but i like, don't speak uh, a word of korean why well, I, I know how to say like hello and yeah and, 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 that, and that's fine they'll definitely ask you like where did you where'd you where'd you immigrate from or where'd you come from okay. right if you're like like, where are you visiting from? Yeah. I'm sh I think every country would probably ask that if yeah. you can't speak their language, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but if you show them, like, the citizenship, they'll probably be like, oh, welcome to, you know, Korea. They'll, they'll usually be pretty accepting of the fact that you've immigrated mm. to their country. So are there many immigrants where, in Korea? I, there are a few, yeah. Okay. Is it easy yeah. to immigrate um, to? Uh, it's not. Okay. <laughs> the immigration process is not easy, but once you do get a Korean citizenship, yeah. you become a Korean citizen. Um, whereas China, you don't get that chance at all. Period. I see. I see. Um, yeah. Yeah, Japan uh. is also very, very difficult. Uh, you know, like even for even for uh, accepting like a workforce from like uh, Vietnam and like Philippines nowadays, because you know we we don't have young people, right? Uh, they need to go through this special like st scheme uh i think it's called a uh, foreign uh job training workers program. oh yeah, yeah. so yeah, like, why don't they just that. give get a visa like we want them to work here why, why, why don't we just give them a visa you know yeah yeah i mean like like <laughs> just, just like a regular work permit like we need them you know why don't we just like yeah. give them um the, the you know what they what they want you know but i think we just don't we just want to like still retain the opportunity to send them back like possibility mm. to send them back if you don't like them you know right yeah and and that's more of a decision on the the japanese government side it's not really the people's opinion right on that or is it well i mean i i think it's i mean in, in a democratic society people's opinion is you know, supposed to be reflected on the Japanese, you know, governments. Of course, it's not 100% uh, transfer, but it, it, it's, I think it's partly what people think. Yeah. And of course, of course, yeah, of course, there is like a generational like disparity. But I mean, like, I think people from Tokyo, they don't really care, especially if you're younger. They, you know, like there, there, there are expats and like foreigners everywhere, at least before COVID. I mean, you, you stumble across them all the time. Uh, but you know, I think there's like this disparity uh, within the country where there's like us, you know. And I, I personally don't get to see them uh, because I live in Tokyo and I, I live in a more international part of Japan. But let's say I go to a countryside and I feel like those people, sixty percent of the population, have a very different view um, when it comes to you know accepting foreigners and 
immigration in Japan. Yeah, no, I I think I can I can see I I can understand why, like you know some some folks wouldn't want like immigrants to come into their country. It's a lot of it's like oh they're gonna take our job opportunities. They're going to maybe cause an increase in crime. Uh, maybe they came from like a really bad part of the world, and they're gonna bring that baggage over with them, right? As a result, or like maybe they just don't have enough training, or they're worried that they're not gonna be able to communicate effectively, or they won't be able to go through normal job training or integrate better in society. It's just that 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 just closes a lot of opportunities when you think like that, right? It's like. I you can look at the perfect examples like if you look at any other country in the world today, and as flawed as the United States is, right? As it's the U.S. isn't perfect, but the United States has developed because of their immigration policy. They have created so much new things in the world, and their country has increased their value. Like at least a hundred thousand x easily as becoming、yeah. the world's most powerful、mm-hmm. country in the world、because、for now, their, yeah, quote unquote now, policy,、right? <laughs> and yeah, because of their immigration yeah, policy. I mean, I mean, there will always be、um, you know bad seeds in the in the community, right, or the society, and maybe the 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 probability of you know having that bad seeds is higher, say in in other nations than than Japan, but. We will always have more Japanese people, and and the benefits I think of welcoming foreigners and and you know and and actually like enriching as a society、uh, by welcoming foreigners, it's um、uh, it's it, it I think it far outweighs the consequences. I mean, we all we already have crazy Japanese people going on the train, stabbing people, lighting the train on fire, right? So, I mean. I mean, like maybe we need different crazy people from other countries to <laughs> but, but to, like, to balance that out. But like, but like, how many? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but like, like like how many realistically, right? Like, say Vietnamese people that immigrate to Japan will do that. Not many, and we just need to like, you know, be able to no matter what where they're from or no matter what what you know nationality they possess,、uh, just have a good policing.、Uh, To well, of course, that's a whole another topic. But like to be able to just like catch those people, right? We need to like work together as a community to to like catch bad people in general, like help each other. Yeah.、Um, if anything, it's it comes down to like yeah, the more perspectives is better.、Um, the more different ways of thinking that you can have in your society, the better, because that allows you to see all of like the good and the bad. Very quickly, and then narrow down which of the good and the bad stuff you want to keep. Thanks for listening to the K Koji podcast. You can find more episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Keep up to date by following us on Twitter and Instagram at K Koji Podcast. If you would like to support the program, you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com/forward/slash K Koji.